It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts across the Locked On Network. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the season, I'll be answering your mailbag questions, a part of our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. So go ahead and get those questions into me now by adding me at Julian Council or by DMing me at Julian Council on Twitter. But first, make sure to click that uh, follow button on Twitter at Julian Council, if you didn't catch that. Okay, so... Spent a lot of time the last two days talking about Sam Darnold and really a lot of the issues that this team has. And there's issues that are probably not going to get fixed, although the offensive line, there may be help on the way. There's a report by Jeremy Fowler. I'm just looking ahead to free agents, not free agency, but looking ahead to the trade deadline. The Panthers will likely be active then in trying to find some sort of help on the interior of this offensive line. So we'll get into that here in a few minutes, but... Just want to take the time to just kind of talk more about Sam Darnold. And this is not to sit here and criticize Sam Darnold, because certainly, as you know, if you listen to the show, I was never high on him coming here to Carolina. And over the last six quarters, he's kind of proved me right, even though there's still plenty of time for Sam Darnold to prove that he's the right quarterback here in Carolina. And the best thing for the Carolina Panthers moving forward is for Sam Darnold to get Christian McCaffrey back and to get better protection and to go out there and play within the scheme, within himself, and regain whatever confidence that he had was able to build up during OTAs, the mandatory mini camp, and throughout training camp, the preseason, in the first three weeks of the season where this team was 3-0, and and there was plenty of people talking about, oh, look, see, it was the Jets' fault, not Sam Darnold. So he still has an opportunity here in Carolina to turn things around and to prove that maybe he can be the long-term answer here in Carolina. Like The best thing for the organization is for Sam Darnold to work, to get better this year, and to come back next year, and for this to not be another one-and-done situation. Now, it's going to come down to the patience level of the owner, David Tepper, who put everyone on notice, including Teddy Bridgewater, with two weeks left in the season when he fired former general manager Marty Herney, and he talked about being in that constant pursuit of that franchise quarterback which led to the Panthers trying to get Matthew Stafford, who's now a Ram, and looking at Deshaun Watson, who is still on the Texans but is not playing right now and has the legal issues, which if he didn't have those, I think he'd be in Carolina. And coming on Monday, right after Darnold's three-interception performance, Jason Lockenfora, who reported heavily on David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers' interest in Deshaun Watson, was again bringing up the fact that maybe, not the fact, but just bringing up that Carolina could be interested in a a trade deadline deal with Deshaun Watson in Houston. And that's just ridiculous, in my opinion. With everything that's going on, 
It's not going to happen. That's why we really haven't spoken a lot about this recently. Deshaun Watson, I don't see how he's going to play football this year, and it makes no sense for the Carolina Panthers, who've already given up assets for Sam Darnold. Now, they recouped the fourth and sixth round pick, but they don't have their second round pick next year. Why they would go out there and then give up even more to bring in a quarterback who you have no idea what their future might be with the organization. And I've seen also the articles like Shio Kapadia of the Athletic talking about sure the Carolina Panthers regret moving on from Teddy Bridgewater because currently the offense for the Panthers, their EPA, which stands for expected points added per snap, is 18th. That's where they finished last year. So Sam Darnold has yet to be a significant upgrade for the Carolina Panthers. Darnold currently ranks 21st in QBR at 55.5, while Bridgewater last year, his QBR ranked 17th at 56.8 to finish the season. And then currently in Denver, Bridgewater is sitting there, ranked 12th in QBR, 58.4. Like, Teddy Bridgewater was never the answer here in Carolina. And nor do I really believe that Sam Darnold's going to be the answer here in Carolina. Nor did I ever believe that Sam Darnold was going to be an upgrade. But there's still time for him to figure things out here in Carolina. Like, I've seen, like, Josh Klein, who I respect, of the Riot Report. He does a great job. And he had tweeted out after the game on Sunday, like, this team would be 3-2 and two with Teddy Bridgewater which that's where they were the first five games of last season. And, of course, things are a lot different this year. We start off 3-0. and The schedule, of course, there's questions about, you know, I mean, the Jets, Texans, that certainly helped out getting 3-0. and No, this team's not fraudulent because they lost to a good Cowboys team and they had an inexplicable loss to the Eagles. Like, it, it happens, folks. It's not anything to be happy about, and we've seen it far too many times here in the Carolinas, but it happens. This team still has plenty to play for, and Sunday against Minnesota is going to be a massive opportunity for this this team to get back on track, get the four and two, and start feeling good about themselves. They still have road games coming up against some not very good teams, the Giants and the Falcons, that they can absolutely win those games, get back on track, and everyone's going to be feeling good about the Carolina Panthers when they come back home and face New England Patriots in a couple weeks. So, Darnold, just if he goes out there and he has McCaffrey, which is going to help him. Now, if you look at the number, the numbers, when McCaffrey's had like nine plus receptions, the Carolina Panthers have not been successful in terms of the win losses because things haven't been developing down the field. He's got to figure out how to get Robbie Anderson involved. The one thing about Bridgewater last year was you got everyone involved, whether it was Mike Davis, whether he was running the football out of the backfield, Curtis Samuel. You could probably also credit Joe Brady to this. You could also point out that Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Those four guys had a thousand yards from scrimmage last year. Like that didn't just happen out of nowhere. And right now, when you look at it, the only guy you're going to see who's going to a thousand yards for sure is DJ Moore. If McCaffrey comes back healthy, I think of course he'll have a thousand yards from scrimmage. And then after that, doesn't look like it's going to be Terrace Marshall, Robbie Anderson. I, I don't see it happening for him right now. So Sam's got to figure out how he can get all of his weapons involved and how he can maintain his composure in the pocket. Because honestly, it's not going to get much better unless Carolina's willing to part assets to go get out there and get an offensive line. And even still, the continuity and communication among the offensive line is so key that just adding someone in the middle of the season isn't just going to instantly fix all of the issues that they have with that unit. So in the meantime, Sam's just got to figure it out, man. And I've had the conversation with y'all like we have seen dating back to the tape in New York for three seasons that when this dude gets pressure, he just cannot handle it. So he's got to just find something within himself to gain that confidence, to trust the scheme, trust himself, and to go out there and make the right plays. And we've seen that he's capable of doing it. Now the offensive line has been far worse the last two weeks 
against Dallas and against Philly. And Minnesota, who we'll talk about later on, they got a good team. And they get after you in the eight sacks and the 19 pressures that they've given up the last two weeks. They do that again on Sunday, and the Carolina Panthers will be staring down the barrel three and three and potentially this season getting off the rails before we even hit the midway point. I don't think that it's going to happen in terms of going off the rails at the midway point, but there's going to be a lot of questions. There's going to be even more angst and anger going around the fan base and around the Carolinas and just surrounding this team. So that's why it's so important, like right here for Sam Darnold. This is his opportunity. Your back's against the wall. I know it's only three and two. It's only been five weeks, but still, your back's against the wall. Because people that believe in you are now kind of starting to turn on you. You have a bad game, bad six quarters, and there's all the talk now, national media, local media, and across the fan base about, oh, see, same tendencies we saw in New York, creeping back, Sam Darnold, clearly not the answer, even though it's a little bit too early to say he's not the answer. Just based off of his plays so far this season, you saw some good plays, and you've also seen a lot of bad plays, and he's got to be able to have more good plays and not turn the football over. So Sunday... It's important for Carolina Panthers. Oh, man, it's a really important time for Sam Darnold to prove to a lot of folks, and mainly the guy in charge, David Tepper, that, yeah, I had a bad week. I've had a lot, bad week and a half the last two games, but I'm okay. I can do this. I have confidence in myself. Got CMC back. DJ's my guy. Me and Robbie, we're on the same page. We're going to trust the scheme, trust what Joe Brady's out there, you know, asking me to go out and do. I'm going to just do my job and not try to do too much. And I'm going to help my team win a football game. That's what we want to see. That's what needs to happen for Sam Darwin for the Carolina Panthers moving forward. We don't need to be talking about whether they made a mistake not keeping Teddy Bridgewater. Because if anything, the only mistake they really made was the fact that like with Cam, had they brought back Cam in 2020, you have guaranteed contract money only for that year. Then you have a clean slate at quarterback going into the 2021 offseason. Instead, no Cam. Bring in Teddy, sign him to that deal that never made sense. Meaning he got guaranteed money for 2020 and 2021. They give it to Teddy. He goes to Denver. Then you're saying, let's get Sam Darnold. And then, you know, he's got this year in 2021. Then they pick up the fifth year option. You got guaranteed money. So they could have been out of guaranteed money following 2020 season going into the 2021 offseason. Now they got guaranteed quarterback money going into the 2023 offseason, which is kind of what the confusing part and why I was kind of against bringing Sam Darnold in the first place was. Like, why saddle yourself with that kind of money when you could just start anew or just keep the guy you have in Bridgewater and then, again, start anew this coming offseason in 2022? But that's not the situation here. The situation is Sam Darnold needs to bounce back on Sunday. He's capable of doing it. Will he do it? I don't know. That's what he needs to prove to everyone in town, the organization, and himself if he wants to be successful moving forward. He has the opportunity. He has the talent to do it. We all know it. It's just finally time for Sam Darnold to go out there and get it done. The best thing for the Panthers is for him to actually prove that he's the right choice so they can get a quarterback at a low price opposed to, again, going through it for another offseason of trying to figure out can they identify a franchise quarterback because it's a lot easier said than done. As we've seen here the last two seasons, at least the last last season and through the first five weeks here in Carolina in year two of Matt Rule. Now, it's also easier said than done when it comes to trying to fix the offensive line, which has been a problem for, God, what, the last decade here in Carolina. Scott Fitterer, 
In on every deal, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com took an early look at the NFL trade deadline and some teams that might be interested in making some trades. And of course, Carolina Panthers are very interested in looking at some offensive linemen. We'll take a look at that and the grades of the offensive linemen so far, according to Pro Football Focus. Coming up here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Hey, Panther fans, it's Julian Council here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN when you download the GetUpside app. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's no secret that the Carolina Panthers are in desperate need of help on the offensive line. In part, that's why Sam Darnold has struggled over the last two games, as again, they've given up eight sacks and 19 quarterback hits, which is just not sustainable. Sam Darnold is a player that I've talked about, we've talked about, has yet to play a full season in the NFL, 16 games before, of course, now 17 games, and we've already seen a multitude of NFL starters get hurt, whether it's quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo and the Carolina Panthers can ill afford to have that happen to them. I know there's probably people out there who would love to see P.J. Walker, but I promise you all, P.J. Walker, as much as I love him, the XFL Mahomes, he is not an upgrade to Sam Darnold. And at some point in time, if Darnold keeps turning the football over, then I guess you put him in there. But really, no, you got to just hope he can work through it considering what you gave up for him. And you don't just say, hey, well, didn't work out. And then you owe him $18.8 million guaranteed next year. No. Sam Darnold needs to be the quarterback the remainder of the season. And to do that, he needs to be healthy. And to be healthy, he needs to be better protected. And to be more successful, he also needs to be better protected. Although, at a point in time, he's going to have to figure out how to overcome the issues that he has turning the football over when he's been faced with pressure. The best quarterbacks in the league have been able to do that. And let's not sit out, sit here and act like there is a perfect situation that exists because there is not a perfect situation that exists in football. Most teams have issues on the offensive line, including the Carolina Panthers, which might make it difficult for the Panthers to go out there and be able to find some offensive line help in the middle of the season. Now, looking at the offensive line grades through five weeks, Per pro football focus, which again is not the gospel, but they do a good job at least giving you some numbers on how good your offensive line is doing. Taylor Moten rated out so far over five weeks at 73.2. He is the only player on the Panthers offensive line 
that's played enough snaps and qualifies for these grades that is over 70. So that's not good. Dennis Daly, who has come in and started, is at 58.4, primarily at left guard. Matt Paradis at center, 67.1. So actually, you know, when you look at the rest of these, not that bad. John Miller at right guard, who has regressed significantly, was signed to a one-year deal to be the right guard again here in Carolina, 45.7. Brady Christensen, who's only basically had one game where he started, which is on Sunday at right tackle, where the Carolina Panthers feel like he's better suited, even though there's some thoughts that he might make more sense on the left side since Taylor Moten's better on the right side and Christensen has played left tackle throughout college at BYU, but I don't know what the issue there is. Either way, Brady Christensen grayed out so far at 45.2, and then he gave up six pressures on Sunday, so maybe things aren't as simple as putting in one of these rookies and expecting them to do well when Brady Christensen went out there and had struggles against the Philadelphia Eagles, along with everyone not named Taylor Moten. And then Cam Irving, who's brought in to be left tackle at 53.3. Obviously, the one guy not mentioned is Pat Elfline, who just does not qualify so far, but I can't imagine that his numbers would be any better, if not just right around the same as those players. So again, the analytics, the football nerds have made it known what those ratings and those grades that the Carolina Panthers are in desperate need of quality on the offensive line outside of Taylor Moten and Matt Paradis honestly is not that even that far behind him but he has struggled alongside those two guards in the interior of the offensive line which has been the primary issue for the Carolina Panthers now could there be help on the way Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com in his reporting on Tuesday morning took a early look at the trade deadline and what teams might be Interested, And of course, Carolina Panthers with their new general manager, Scott Fitterer, who's made a, n- a number of trades already going back to the draft and throughout the offseason, already in season twice the last two weeks. He is someone who said day one in on every deal. So Jeremy Fowler had this to say, saying, as mentioned, Carolina already landed Stephon Gilmore and CJ Henderson, but it probably isn't done making moves. The Panthers want offensive line help, which they've all but advertised publicly, which again, this is me going off riffing here. Scott Fitterer said to the media last week, after trading for Gilmore that he has called around, but teams aren't willing to give up offensive line depth. Continuing here with Fowler, he said the problem is teams don't want to give it up, which, of course, it was telling in preseason when the Giants and New England Patriots gave up late-round draft picks or backups such as Billy Price, Ben Bredesen, and Yusir Durant. Offensive line depth is coveted league-wide, but Carolina is one team to continue to watch. Through the first four weeks, the Panthers' 45.3% pass block win rate was number 31 in the NFL. Again, there's 32 teams in the NFL. The Chiefs, though, are a team he brings up. The Chiefs have a good O-line depth, but need edge rusher help. Carolina so happens to have pretty good depth up front, as we've seen, as they've been able to get after the passer through the first five weeks. And the Kansas City thing has been brought up because you look at the Super Bowl and when they didn't have their two tackles and Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, who both were injured, that Patrick Mahomes is running for his life in that Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's not like they had a bad offense line all throughout the year. They had multiple injuries throughout the season. They had an opt-out with Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who's the doctor. Had a profile on him on HBO Real Sports. You go check that out sometime. But he went out to stay back and help out with the pandemic, which, of course, that's what's far more important for him. And his profession, then who they the guy they signed to replace him got injured. So the Kansas City deal, like them being very aggressive in free agency and via trades this offseason to try and fix that offensive line was a product of like they had 
a lot of players, but then all of them got hurt throughout the season. They got to the point where it's like, man, they're gone. And you got older players like Fisher who had the Achilles injury and he has not been much better so far with the Colts. And then Mitchell Schwartz, who's not even in the league right now because apparently he has some issue still with his back, but they were aging players that they had to move on from. And they went out there and even wanted to upgrade from DuVernay to Tardif. So it's not like Kansas City had a bad O-line all season long. They had O-line injuries, which then led them to the point where they get to the Super Bowl and they can't protect Patrick Mahomes. So the Carolina Panthers, they would just love to be in a situation where they like have a good offense line at all. And giving up... I didn't like who would you like who do you give up? You don't give up Hassan Reddick. You don't give up Brian Burns. Like you're gonna have to give up someone like um maybe Etor Grossmatos since he is still on a rookie deal and he's a younger player. Do you give away Morgan Fox? Do you, you give up um Marquise Haynes? Like the guy the kind of pass rushers that they're gonna want for Kansas City, a team that's still trying to win a Super Bowl, even if they're in last place in their division at two and three, like they're gonna want the premier guys. Like I don't think they're gonna be be cool of just being like, well, I mean, they're not getting burns, but Redick, I mean, if you really like this thing, you you got to have a trade off. Redick's been fantastic. He's he's been really good so far this season. But if you want to be able to get some an offensive line help and someone who's good, you might have to give up a son Redick, who's on a one year deal. Now you can always re-sign him in the off season. I I don't imagine he'd want to re-sign after you got rid of him. AJ Boye had plenty of help there in, in, at corner. And Scott Fitter said last week that there is space for Gilmore, Dante Jackson, JC Horn, and CJ Henderson to all stay here. Now, the one name that's missing is the former pro bowler, AJ Boye, who's on a, a deal for this year and then also next season, but you could probably get out of it this year and it wouldn't hurt the Panthers at all, especially with the amount of depth they have at corner. That might be a situation where, hey, let's give up our corner to go out there and get an offensive lineman. It's just an issue that I just don't see getting fixed. I don't think it's as simple as, hey, this big guy from Alabama, Deontay Brown, who has not been playing because he hasn't been active because he he's out of shape. He he was overweight. And Matt Rule talked about it. he's starting to get his weight back and get right to where they want him to be. But he's been overweight. That's why he hasn't been playing. That's why he hasn't been active. But if he can be in shape and they can go out there, he, he can get plugged in, maybe he'll be better. Like they, people say he can't be worse. Well, if he's just as bad as them, is that really that beneficial? Maybe because he's getting reps and he's only going to get better. But, man, you want to find an answer. I just don't know if there's an answer on this roster. So Scott Fitter, he's been in, in on every single deal outside of trying to fix this offensive line. Go be in on it. You got time. The trade deadline's in a couple weeks. That's the only thing that can be able to fix this offensive line and give the Carolina Panthers an opportunity to stay in it throughout the rest of the season because they might still be a team that can get the eight, nine wins, but it's going to be very hard to be a team that's actually a playoff team if you're not able to find any sort of protection, especially a fix there in the interior offensive line moving forward. Like Cam Irving, give him an opportunity. You said they talk about versatility, maybe slide him inside and put Christensen on left tackle. I don't know. There's plenty of options there's not plenty of options. There's options for the Carolina Panthers to try and mix things up and trying to find that best five that Matt Rule always talks about, which has been so far elusive for the Carolina Panthers outside of Taylor Moten. All right, so we spent plenty of time looking back on Sunday and everything that's played the Carolina Panthers through the first five weeks of the season, what we hope gets fixed. Let's take a look ahead to Sunday's all-important matchup against the Minnesota Vikings coming in at 2-3 and three again tomorrow, Thursday, the weekly crossover episode, we're going to be talking to Luke Braun of the Locked on Vikings podcast for the crossover. So excited to talk to Luke tomorrow. 
But in the meantime, let's take a quick look at the Minnesota Vikings, a team that the Carolina Panthers desperately need to beat on Sunday. We'll do that here in just a moment. Folks, I've told you a number of times that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Well, of course you do, because I tell you all the time. Plus, they have occasional limited time flavor, including cookie dough chunk, which I was telling you all about a couple weeks when they get sent me a box and they were fantastic. You can get a box of cookie dough chunk and you can also get a box of coconut or coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate or salted caramel by going to BuiltBar.com. You can also have all of those flavors in one box by getting a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors right there at BuiltBar.com. Not only are Built Bar flavors best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's quickly take a look at this Minnesota Vikings team coming to Bank of America Stadium on Sunday afternoon to face the Panthers before I start choking again because I can't do this. Like, I'm doing this podcast, I'm talking constantly, and I have this cough I can't get rid of. So if I sound like I sound horrible or I'm barely able to talk, I'm like about to choke, which I sound like right now. That's the problem. Like I'm trying to do this, trying to do a good show, but I, it's very hard to be able to talk consecutively without choking and coughing and like like basically dying on the air here. So hopefully it hasn't sounded that bad, trying to do better, but hopefully I can get rid of this thing by tomorrow because it's just, I can't do this anymore. And I also can't watch the Panthers lose any more games, which on Sunday, a huge game against the Vikings. Now the Vikings, I think are a solid team. I like Mike Zimmer, love the guy, honestly kind of wish he was here sometimes, not because I think he better head coach than Matt Rule, but because he's just so blunt in his press conferences, like go watch a Mike Zimmer press conference, I absolutely love this dude, he's not afraid to say whatever he wants, especially when it came out to criticizing his players for not getting vaccinated, like I love that dude, big Mike Zimmer fan, always has a good defense, and he's in love with running the football, which is kind of the two things I love most about football, like just demoralizing your opponent by running it down their throat and also having suffocating defense. So therefore, Mike Zimmer, me and him, we are simpatico in terms of that. Now, his love for Kirk Cousins is not simpatico of my love for Kirk Cousins. I don't think he really loves Kirk Cousins. While I actually do like Kirk Cousins a lot. Love what he did in Washington, going to Minnesota. I know the expectation was always for Kirk Cousins to go there and to help them get to the Super Bowl after Case Keenum got them right there within a game of being the first team to ever play at home in the Super Bowl. But they go to Philly, lose to the well-endowed quarterback, also known as Nick Foles. And, of course, they go to Case Keenum, bring in Kirk Cousins, and they won one playoff game this time, and the Vikings don't necessarily have that kind of a record that makes you think that getting Kirk Cousins was all that much of an upgrade, which it definitely is. But it wasn't something that has led to the kind of results that they were hoping there with Rick Spielman, their GM and their head coach, of course, Mike Zimmer, who are both probably on the hot seat 
and needed to be rewarded by Kirk Cousins. So far this season, he sits 11th in the NFL of 103.7 passer ratings, thrown 10 touchdowns, just two interceptions, and has 279.2 yards passing per game. So he's actually been fairly good so far this season, but he's been sacked nine times in five games, which is tied ninth fewest in the NFL. So the Carolina Panthers... They're going to go up against the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. It's been fairly good. Now, the Vikings started off the season really hot offensively than the last few weeks. Only scored 26 points on offense and needed a 54-yard field goal to beat the Detroit Lions on Sunday in Detroit. Maybe it was in, I don't know where it was, but beat Detroit either way. And again, I've said Detroit, they were playing their tails off for Dan Campbell. That man went out on the podium and was crying. It's so hard to watch the team constantly lose. The record-long 66-yarder they lost to, which should have been a 71-yard attempt by Justin Tucker and Baltimore Ravens and losing again on Sunday. But Minnesota, they've been in every single game. Had the wild overtime game against the Bengals where they kicked the field goal to tie it, send it overtime, and Dalvin Cook fumbled the game away. And then, of course, Cincinnati went down and won. It's been a weird season for Minnesota, but they've been in every game. They were a team that beat Carolina last year, and hopefully this Panthers team, at least the guys that were here, remember just how poorly managed that game was and how they had every single opportunity to go back there and win it, and they were ticked off after what happened on Sunday against the Eagles. Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league, but he has not really been available the last couple weeks. Been dealing with an ankle injury, which kept him out against Seattle, then was out again on Sunday. Alexander Madison, though, has stepped up, and he's been fairly good. Not fairly good. He's been pretty good. He's the only other running back in the league outside of Derrick Henry that has had 30-plus touches in two or more games this season, which I guess you guys probably wouldn't like around here. Christian McCaffrey will be one of those guys soon, I'm sure. Madison's rushed for 112 yards in week three and then winning against Seattle. Then he added 153 yards from scrimmage last week in the win against the Lions. So whether Cal- Dalvin Cook plays or not, Alexander Madison is certainly a serviceable running back. And also, they have some pretty good wide receivers. Adam Thielen, he's back again. K.J. Osborne, the player out of Miami, but also was before that, he was with the Buffalo Bulls back in college playing the MAC. He stepped up and really shown a lot so far earlier in the season. But the guy to look out for is the man who should have been the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, Justin Jefferson, the former first-round pick out of LSU. I'm sure we'll be catching up with his former OC, Joe Brady, here shortly. Uh, Jefferson has has 471 receiving yards and 33 catches so far this season, which ranks sixth in the NFL. He had 1,400 receiving yards last season as a rookie. The Vikings defense is typically their calling card, but right now, in terms of the rush defense, they can be had. Carolina's run the ball fairly well throughout the season outside that game against the New Orleans Saints in Week 2. Minnesota ranks 22nd run defense, allowing 130 yards per game. So whether it's Chuba again, who ran for 100 yards on Sunday, or Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers should have no problem running the football. Teams are averaging 4.74 yards per carry, which is 29th in the league. Terrible. And 20.8 first downs per game, which is 15th in the league against the Vikings. Though the running game, the run defense might not be good. Their pass defense, which is probably our biggest concern here in Carolina when it comes to protecting Sam Darnold and the offensive line struggles, that has been their calling card as they've been top 10 in the NFL in t- pass defense. And especially when they get after the passer. Right now, the Vikings rank second in the league with 17 sacks and have 86 pressures so far this season, according to Pro Football Focus. Daniil Hunter has six sacks and nine quarterback hits so far, which is tied for fourth in the league. Then there's been the reemergence of Everson Griffin, who has four sacks. Those two guys coming off the edge. Taylor Moten can take care of one of them if he's at his natural position, I'm sure. But whoever's playing left tackle, whether it's Christensen, Christensen, excuse me, or Irving, they're going to have their hands full um, with either Hunter or Everson Griffin. The Panthers have to protect Darnold if they want to win this game. 
So that right there should have you concerned. Like, I think this team can put up points. Minnesota can. They've been weird how they start out the season really good offensively and defensively. They weren't good, but then they flipped it around. But too offensively, the last two weeks haven't been very good, especially like the Browns game only gave up seven points and the Browns gave up a ton of points, albeit. And it, that was on the road again, like back-to-back road games. Go the road, Minnesota only gave up seven points and give up like 40-plus in their loss on Sunday to the Chargers. Who's the real Vikings? Are they the team that is good one week offensively and bad one week defensively and then vice versa? Or are they a team that can finally put it together? Which hopefully that does not come on Sunday at Bank of America Stadium when they face a 3-2 and two Panthers team that desperately needs to get a win to try and keep their season on the rails, even though there's still 11 weeks left in the season and plenty of time to try and figure things out. But again, these things, the young football team, you, you want to be able to get that positive juju coming back here across the Carolinas in that building and for people to start feeling good about themselves. So the Minnesota Vikings, I think they're a solid team, a team that's certainly based off of those stats as it comes as it pertains to the uh, pass rush that they can absolutely make Sam Darnold in this offense's day miserable if the offensive line is not able to block and Sam's not able to take care of the football and handle the pressure like he has not been able to do for over the last six quarters here in Carolina. So we'll talk more about it on tomorrow's show with Luke Braun of the Lockdown Vikings podcast. Again, another edition here of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to check out the show also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts across the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where right now I'm going to want you to send me in your questions for this week's mailbag every Friday here on Locked on Panthers. I'm answering your mailbag questions, so at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council, but first follow me at Julian Council on Twitter before you do all that. Again, appreciate y'all. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the interaction. I will talk to y'all on Thursday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.